what's going on everybody it's d frank man and if you clicked on this episode you might have read the title of today's episode and even listened to the song that's in the intro and talking about sitting sideways man oh man when i talk about that today not just the song even though it take me back to 2005 good times in my life but i'm talking about in a different term when your day just go completely wrong as they say you know just just turn sideways man uh i've had one of those days what uh yesterday when i you know from when i was recording this and today it could have been like that but it didn't thankfully it didn't so so yeah man i'm, I'm gonna tell you about like how i handled how i handle it when i feel like things have gone sideways for me and yeah and usually man at least in my case i typically see even though when things do go bad sideways wrong how you look at it it's usually just like i said just how you look at it because just because it goes wrong that doesn't mean well just just because it doesn't go the way you want it to go that doesn't mean it went wrong because in the end it usually works out for the best if you have that kind of mindset or it just turns out way worse than you expect too so i think it just depends on how you look at it so for me to even get started on let me let me let me take you back to february 11 yesterday uh i took my truck i love montgomery um was going up to a little bit past chattanooga up in the dunlap lap tennessee to pick up and i was supposed to be heading to laredo texas basically to mexico so and ironically enough, um, I was just talking to my homeboy Tonio and Christy about that. What last week when I was saying that that's one of the few places like in Texas, like along the border towns that I've never been to. And here I am supposed to be heading that way now. So, you know, I, I, I went up there and picked up and on my way back down, rolling out the mountains, my truck started acting funny. Um, starting to hear this loud, annoying hissing sound just coming from it. And it just kept getting louder and louder. Start rolling down the hills and stuff. I then I can eventually tell that the truck lost some power, man. Um, long story short, that I got to Birmingham. It was losing speed, you know, losing a little bit of speed, pulling hills and stuff. And I could tell that some kind of uh, gasket hat was leaking. I thought it was a manifold exhaust gasket because I could smell exhaust coming up in the truck. So truck broke was basically breaking down because i had a check engine light and everything come on and i wasn't because i wanted to get to at that point in my day i i would have been able to get to mississippi before i had to stop for the night and you know if anybody knows truck drivers man we have you know a, a certain certain amount of hours that we can drive in a day but i'm not going to get into that today so i got to birmingham right around 4 35 o'clock so I let Christy know what was going on, and I dropped my trailer at this spot that she showed me. Man, shout out to her for showing me around, you know, some of these spots around here since this is, Birmingham is our stomping ground. So, I dropped the trailer off, and then I popped my hood, and I could just really smell the exhaust, the exhaust gases and stuff coming from, from, from the engine. So, I would, I would rev the engine a little bit, and I can just see black smoke, that black soot, and and smut just coming up out there and i already knew at that point some a gasket went in there and went so and i was even doing a little bit of research trying to see if it you know what gasket it was 
And, you know, I was thinking worst case scenario to, oh, man, I got to take this doggone thing to the dealer. They're going to charge me an arm and a leg. I hope this is covered under my service plan. I could have started freaking out there. And then, you know, I was since I'm on a load, too. And, I you know, before I decided to shut down, I went on and called the people that I normally talk to. Let them know what was going on, because I don't just it's just with me when I when it comes to working stuff doing like that. I hate when a breakdown or something like that would cause me to be late because I just have a certain standard of quality of work that I want to do that I present. So, you know, I got that squared away. So at least with with my trainer talk, thought I got that done. I was talking to the dealership. So the earliest I'd have been able to get something figured out was in the morning. So I got to see Christy, you know, just let her know I was safe. And then I was telling what I was going to do. And then I went on about my business. I was able to, I went to where I was going to stay tonight. So I, I wasn't stranded anywhere. And man, you know, it was raining. So and that alone right there that I wasn't stranded if I really did need it some if something I wasn't far from home in Montgomery you know my brother could have came up you know if I needed to get pulled somewhere or something like that um you know Christy was right up the road and then you know I got I had two cousins and an auntie that live in Birmingham so if I was going to be broke down in a place man basically being back home is the best place I could have been broke you know could have got broke down in so that was another that was one of one of the key things that I like to do when I'm having a rough day is just to even sit back and think like think about the positives because you know when you sit have that that tendency to sit there and think like oh man what can go wrong now and you know what usually happens something else usually goes wrong nine times out of ten as um we used to say in the fire department I'm pretty sure some of y'all heard this saying before too uh Murphy's law whatever can go wrong will go wrong. You know, so try to get it's tough, but the the better you get at it, you won't the better you get at thinking about like it's going to get better. You have to convince yourself that it's going to get better or just look at the bright side, because in that situation, like I said, I could have I could have been. Oh, boy, I could have probably been in that little gap outside of Meridian where my phone don't pick up and, you know, far away from a dealership and who knows by the end the damn uh fumes from that exhaust could have probably just gave me uh you know just could have just made me sick and pass out because at the rate I was going man I wouldn't have been able to get that truck safely down the road it was becoming more of a hazard so that was you know and then once I got to the room I was able to just sit there what helped me out a lot too was not dwelling on the fact that you know, my day, oh, no, nah, man, it's done put me all behind and everything. I looked at it like this. It happened for a reason, so I'm glad that it happened somewhere where I would, you know, just be able to have some help if I really needed it. And, you know, I was, and I had, you know, I needed some help, and I was glad for, I was glad for Christy to come through when she did, my older brother, and then uh, my homeboy Terrence giving me, you know, just, you know, just give me some mechanical advice, too. So, and then, you know, I just went to the hotel, just got out of those dirty clothes. Um, I took a bath. I was able to just sit back and reflect on everything. And the biggest thing I just had to keep reminding myself, don't, you know, it's okay to vent 
what you're going through just to get it off your mind. But once you start just sitting there dwelling, because I could have easily sat there like, oh, man, truck broke down. I'm supposed to be this far down the road, man. I'm supposed to be, you know, yada, 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 man. How could this get even worse? And, you know, just just being just being even more pissed off at the situation. But, you know, I, I kept a calm mind, just kept reassuring myself that in the morning it's going to get better. You know, I just withdrawn, just slowly tried to unwind. I got something to eat and then just just slowly just tried to take my mind off of it. And sure enough, I felt like before I went to bed, I was going to be, you know, I just just got in my thoughts and be like, I'm going to be ready for whatever happens tomorrow. If I had to take it up to the dealership and they tell me that the service plan that I had would cover it, cool. If uh, if not, you know, I was going to see how much it cost to see what the problem was. So, you know, I, then, you know, I pretty much went to sleep, woke up t- today as I'm recording this. And, you know, I slept in a little bit because them, I ain't going to lie. Them exhaust fumes had me all sorts of messed up. I was I was weakened out of it to some to some extent. But, you know, I got up this morning. It was a Chick-fil-A right across the street. I went and got me some breakfast. But before I went and got breakfast, I popped the hood of my truck, took a flashlight. You know, I started it up just to see what what it'll do, what it was doing. So, you know, it was pretty much doing the same thing as it was yesterday. It was basically sounding like a fast tractor and just obnoxiously loud with um, with exhaust fumes that's just as loud and obnoxious. Ooh, I'm getting light here thinking about that. So took my trusty flashlight out lo and hold lord and him behold i pretty much i was 99.9 percent. i found the problem at that point i seen a, it was a gasket it was uh pretty much some work i had did to the truck back in november so i pretty much knew what to, i know how to do, to go about fixing the remedying the problem from there so you know i got something to eat went back in my room and I was just deciding how I wanted to go about go about it from there. So called some called, made a few phone calls to find a part that I was looking for. I found my part. Then I told Christine, you know, told everybody that from the day before about what was going on, you know, what the situation was. I called the people with the load, let them know what was going on. That I was gonna, it was a good chance I'd get the truck back running today. Um, waited about another hour and a half to get the part. And then I went and got some other materials that I would need to change it because one of the things I always, you know, believed in and taught myself and I even believe other people would tell me like something like this. I would rather have the tools that I would need just in case something like what just happened to me happened. So I got out there. Well, I went back to the hotel, just sat down for a little bit because, man, them fumes was really bad. And when I was riding away from the dealership, another thing. This thought came to my mind right here that, see, it, you know, I kept that positive attitude and it really started, you know, like once I seen pretty much what the problem was, it really made a turn for the absolute best at that point. And then from the area I was at up there in Birmingham, I left the left the Fiat dealership with the uh, with the gasket I needed. And I was just riding through some back roads, man. It's just amazing, like, even when you, you're going through certain things, if you have the ability to just sit back and just think about the small stuff and be appreciative, because I took some back roads and stuff 
that led me to uh, 119 that, that led me back to US 280. Man, just I wanted to pull over and just pull out my camera and start taking pictures because like it was a whole it was like like creeks and stuff like that just running through man and you know it just rained so all the just seeing all the water just flowing off the rocks and just downhill and stuff man it, it was relaxing just seeing seeing that and just just taking my mind you know just taking my mind off of the neck of what could have been potentially a very bad situation so you know after I was just taking all that in I got back to the hotel and just sat down and just chilled out for about an hour because I was tired and then I think them exhaust fumes was getting to me too. So after that, uh, after that hour so passed, I basically got out there, pulled the pulled the thing that I needed to take off the apart. It took me about two hours, and as soon as I got to the back of it, man, that gasket was fried. That was the exact reason why everything happened. So you know, long story short, I got my with this part, I got my truck back running in two hours. I took it for a test drive, made sure everything was tightened down. Truck run like a champ. So in the morning, I'm going to be getting out of here and, you know, getting, you know, just, just continuing on what I was supposed to be doing. I could have, you know, just probably got on the road tonight. But, man, I'm at the point now I'm wise enough to know that it ain't no point of getting out of here and just tiring myself even more because I didn't had a rigorous day. And I just need to recover from basically them exhaust fumes and stuff because I don't want to get out there and start driving, get tired, and drive off the road or something. So, so yeah, with that story, I hope, you know, like with my situation describing where this inspiration from this episode came from, I just hope that it was able to, you know, give you some kind of perspective and then I'll just break down more and more talk a little bit more about about just about, about how some things you can you know just you know just potentially just start working on and and you know if you really believe it and keep through and go through with it man I don't care how bad it seems it's gonna it's gonna work out for the best because one of the and then I'll use another yeah another situation that happened to me months ago I'm going to use it as an example when I'm start talking about these things. And one of the first things I'll say is pretty much, man, just instead of just having, it's okay, just vent. There's nothing wrong with venting your frustrations, but when it gets to a certain point where you're just sitting there and just dwelling on it, it's going to, it's going to, it's usually going to manifest itself in Rear's ugly head because. I was kind of frustrated, but at the same time, the biggest thing that kept me going was like, okay, at least I'm in an area where I know, where, where I got people to help me when need be. Um, I'm safe. I'm out the rain. I'm out of that exhaust field truck. I got my trailer dropped off. You know, everybody knows I'm safe. So I can just lay down, get some rest, and just try it again in the morning. You know, at, at this point, there's nothing I could do about it you know, about the truck, you know, about the load, potentially not getting there when I want to, because this is out of my control. Once you, once you get to the point to where you don't really get as frustrated about things or not even bothered by things that's out of control, man, it will make it a lot better on you. A lot better. So we got, we, we got that taken care of. And then another thing is, 
you know, it's good. Another good thing is having good people in your corner to have your back when you're in a situation like that to to where, you know, if you're, you know, just going through your motions and just mad and just blind, too blind to see what what you have in front of you. It's good to have somebody that that'll give you ass a quick reality check and say, hey, man, calm down. It's it, yeah, it's bad. But if you, you know, just take a step back from it and just just calm down. It's going to it's going to get better. And also. You know, even though you're mad and going through it, it's not a, you know, just because you're going through something, it shouldn't, that ain't a reason for you to be an asshole to other people and just treat people bad and, you know, just going, you know, just going by to having a bad attitude about it too, because you don't never know what other people are going through too, because they could be having just as bad of, bad as a day or just bad, and you know, bad of a mood or anything. And the fact that it they even willing to help you out and, and just listen to you or whatnot, that should be a blessing of his own. But, you know, a lot of people don't think about that like that, too. So you should you should be able to consider how other folks feel, you know, the people that that cares about you feel, because usually whenever you having problems, most people is glad as you to going through it. And, you know, they glad you're going through it or they just don't give a damn either way it go. So if you got somebody that care about you, that's, you know, listening to what you're going through, just, you know, just watch what you say, because, you know, man, words cut through words cut deep, especially when you're mad. So with that, not only having good people is just if you think of just think about in the past when you face something that you really didn't see yourself making it out of and and here you are now you'd have made it out of it so you have to re you know just double back down and reiterate to yourself that like man i done been down this road before i know i can make it out of this the situation you know the situation may be different you you know the situation just may be just a tad bit different but everything that led up to it is damn near the same like i just use a quick example like I had my truck break down back in me and, you know, back in June. And fortunately in that situation, I was in a spot where a good friend of mine, shout out to Kevin up there in Ohio. And I got, you know, I got an aunt and uncle live up there, but yeah, I was up in Cleveland. My truck broke down. And I, at that time I didn't know what the hell was going on. It just lost all power. The, you know, the battery didn't charge and man truck broke down on the side of the road uh, I let my let my homeboy know I was up towards that way, man. He he dropped whatever he was doing, and pretty much he came up there and made sure I was good. We got the trailer off the road. He took me to a spot to where I could drop it off at, and we at first we thought it was the batteries, so I had bought two brand new batteries. Uh, truck still is giving the same problem, so that load was gonna be late. I went on to let the people knew that my truck broke down, and. I was I was frustrated because that's the first time that that situation has just happened to me. And, you know, Christy made sure, you know, I told her that what had happened. So I wanted to make sure that she knew I was safe. So, you know, once she figured out I was safe and then I, I, I had to wait till Monday to get my truck into a shop to get them to look at it because it broke down on me on a Saturday. So we got the truck up in there. 
They kept it for like a day and a half. They looked at it. It only cost me a hundred bucks with that service plan, but they got me rolling. The good people kept me going. And I would use that situation as a basis for where I'm at now because I was going through a lot more back then. And sure enough, I made it. Made it through by the grace of God. So however you look at it, like just think about something that you didn't been through before when you was just like just wits in and you still made it through. So use that as a basis to keep you going. Because I'm telling you, when you doing when you want to do something special out here, it be hard, man. It really be hard sometimes. So just make sure you got good people in your corner. Just keep pressing, man. It's one way or another. It's gonna it's gonna work out for you. So and then I'm saying, you know, stay positive and stuff like it's easy to do. Trust me, it, it, it can be very hard, but you can't give up on, you know, something that you really want. So just keep sticking to it. Another pretty cool thing that I, you know, I try to look at in a situation like that, too, is something it's got to be a bigger picture of why I'm not able to get out here and do what I have to do. I usually look at it like however you look at it was God, you say the universe, whatever. However you feel that I feel in a situation like that, I'm about to be protected from something. It's about to be some kind of a blessing in the sky. Something great is about to come out of this. Because if I sit, it's just like I was saying earlier, if I just sat around here and just, just think about like, God, this can't get any worse. It's going to, like, what else could go wrong? If you just consistently sit there and just think so, you know, just be so pessimistic and just sit there and just think about, like, what bad could happen, usually you're going to cook up that thought that you're sitting up there thinking, and it's going to be far, far worse than what it really could be, than than it really should have been. And also... Another thing is, too, in a situation like that, you got to you got to do your best to try to confront and just control your anxiety about it. Because it's just doubling back down to like the previous statement I just said. If you're sitting there just thinking about like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. Like what's going on? Like, why? Why? Why me? Why is this happening to me? If You just sit back there and just flip that thought into like instead of saying like, why is it happening to me? This happen. This is happening for me. Um, it's not as bad. It's usually not as bad as you really, as your mind try to makes it seems, and trying to feel to be because, like, I really didn't know what I was gonna expect because the only thing I really knew, like with my situation going to the store early, I knew a, I knew a gasket went, and I knew it was a leaking exhaust. I didn't know where it was gonna come from. I just like, I, you know, I just kept reiterating to myself, like, man, it's going to be, it's not as bad as it seems. It's not as bad as it seems. And when I woke up this morning, when I seen that piece of that gasket just sitting out there, oh, man, that for, for a breakdown, I mean, who, who want to be happy for a breakdown? But if something like that was going to happen, I was so glad it was that because I pretty much seen the problem right there. I knew how to, I, I had the know-how and the skill to go fix it. Then thank God I didn't have to, you know, call, you know, just take it to a dealership and get it fixed because in a situation like that, long, uh, I'll just say 
by me having to know how to fix a situation like that, a $42 part probably saved me from spending well over $1,000 to get them to fix it. And then it will probably been almost, ain't no telling how long they would have took to even try to fix it. So don't let your anxiety get the best of you because it will play tricks on you at times. So with that, man, it's just, it's, Man, it's, 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 it's anxiety play a dirty game, man. So if you can try to keep your anxiety levels in check, that's a per, that's a real big help. That's a real big help. Okay, everybody. I think from the, off the top of my head, those are the last few things that I – got for a situation like that and i'm gonna also let you listen to some of these sound clips from a lot of positive motivational speakers and things like that that i tend to listen to in the morning to really just get me started and get me in a good state of mind for whatever kind of day i'm having and you'll understand why i'm in this mindset and why i say the things i say because you sit there and listen to it long enough and then, you know, you start taking it in and using it in your daily life, man. It's not all mumbo chumbo bullshit or however you, you know, however some people try to make it seem out to be. It's a big help. So I'm going to let you listen to it. I'm going to just play some of my favorites right here. And after that, I'm going to bring it back and just give some closing recaps. So I'm going to let it. Uh, here we go. What have I done in my life during my most difficult times? And this might be useful for you, too, to kind of look at your own life and say, when I was in the toughest times and I was able to pull myself through, how did I do it? What were some of the elements that made the biggest difference in your life when you did those turnarounds, when you made it through whatever was your toughest time? The first thing I believe you got to do to turn yourself around is really take control of your mind, or specifically, you got to feed and strengthen the mind. The mind is an interesting place, isn't it? I mean, fear can take us over. Uncertainty kind of unleashes all these thoughts that make us start to believe very often that things will always be bad, that we'll never be able to turn it around, or that we don't have the capability. It's just the nature of those inner voices that everybody feels at times. Now, maybe you're not feeling it right now, but I'm sure there are times that you have. So to take control of your focus, what do you do? Well, then I was told all of a sudden I had a tumor or way back when, when I'm on my own trying to figure out what to do, I realized that somehow to take control of my mind, I had to feed it. That if I didn't feed my mind, I'd, you know, I'd be living on the weeds that came around me. I mean, today, if all you do is, you know, pick up your phone, you've got all kinds of messages that are going to get your full attention or flip on Google and check out the news or watch CNN or whatever it is you do, it's constantly coming at us. One of my first teachers, Jim Rohn, taught me something years ago. He said, Tony, every day you got to stand guard at the door of your mind. He said, you know, I'll give you a good lesson. He said, think about this. What if your worst enemy in the whole world came and dropped some sugar in your coffee? He said, what would happen to you? I was just a 17-year-old kid just getting started. And I said, what do you mean? I'd have sweet sugar. He said, that's right. He said, what if your best friend with the best intention in the world dropped one drop of strychnine in your coffee? I said, I'd be dead. He goes, that's right. So remember, life is both sugar and strychnine, and you better stand guard at your coffee. Stand guard at the door of your mind. Because things feed in there, and you start to accept them. They start to become beliefs. You start to make up meanings that take over your life. 
feed of my fast life every single day. So I did it with audio tapes, I did it with books, and I did it by literally doing incantations, saying to myself something over and over again with such intensity till my mind began to believe it. So reading, listening, feeding your mind is the first step to get out of that place of uncertainty and to start to re-tap into your real ability to thrive in any I'm environment. pumping in my brain and my body. Or go out and lift weights. Go out and push yourself and feel yourself have to force through whatever was your limitation before. When that gets inside you, that physical strength again, that sense of breaking through, every part of you starts to operate differently. Your body changes, so does your mind. What's the third key? Well, that third step is you got to get a role model that inspires you and really shows you the way. One of the biggest things that will change you once you're mentally and physically strong is you need to believe. You need to not just have a sense of certainty, but you got to believe that there is a pathway to get to where you want to be. Whatever it is you want to change, whether it be your body, your mind, your emotions, your finances, your relationship, you need a role model. So, for example, last October, I realized I only had a few minutes to be on television. How do I get these people to think they've lost their nest egg and they'll never come back to not just think I'm being positive, but show them a real example? That's what a role model is, is I should say. It's a real example. So I thought, well, the best example is just show them history. So at that time, you know, they interviewed me and they said, well, many stocks have gone from $80 and the last few months they're down to $8. And I said, well, let me tell you the good news and the bad news. Some of those $8 stocks are going to be $5 or two or a dollar. Many of them are going to go to 75 cents. And, you know, people were hold back and saying, well, that's not very positive. And I said, well, here's what's positive. If you study the patterns of history, if you look back to what happened in the 1930s, if you see what happened in the 1970s during that time as well, when the market went through this huge crash in the Depression or in the 70s, there was a period of time not that long afterwards when there was this big growth. An $8 stock that went down to $1.75 didn't make it back to $80 right away. That took decades. But a 75 cent stock that had been $80 or 50 or 60 would go from 75 cents to $5 literally in a month or two or three. It's happened twice before. It's happened during the same pattern. There's a role model for this. That means you would go from 75 cents to $5. That's a 2,000% increase. That's a greater return than most investors will see over their entire lifetime. And it can happen in two or three months. You can make it back. Now, I said, but I don't know if now's the time to jump in. I just know that time is coming. You got to study it. And then, you know, I told investors, look at Sir John Templeton. And I'm here to tell you what you already know. Resources are never the problem. It's a lack of resourcefulness is why you failed. Because the ultimate resources are emotional states. If you're creative enough, can you find the answer? Yes or no? If you're determined enough, can you find the breakthrough? Yes or no? If you're passionate, loving enough, can you get someone to help you? Yes or no? If there's no way that you're committed, can you find the money even if you don't have it? Yes or no? So I said creativity, decisiveness, passion, honesty, sincerity, love, these are the ultimate human resources. And when you engage these resources, you can get any other resource on earth. And I said, so you told me all the resources you're missing and you hypnotize yourself into believing that you don't have what you want because you don't have the resources when the most successful people in history had no resources, but they were incredibly resourceful, so they got the resources. 80% of success is psychology and 20% is mechanics. That's true of running your business. That's true of your intimate relationship. That's true of your body. That's true in your level of happiness. So you've got to know the 20% because that gives you the edge, right? Those strategies. But you've got to know the psychology. If you're in business right now, 
there's a few things. The chokehold, since, again, how many own a business? So I'm real clear. Really do own a business. You're not thinking about it, you own one. Raise your hand so I can see. Most of you, I'm impressed. So if you own your business, I'll tell you right now, the chokehold on the growth of your business is you. It is not your people. It is the leader of this organization. The leader is the chokehold. And the chokehold comes in one of two forms. Your psychology. You think you've tried everything. You've tried everything but what fucking works. Who knows what I'm talking about here, right? Or it's a skill that you're missing. Like you really are incredible at writing code, but you don't know shit about accounting and finance, and it's eating your business alive. Because I got to tell you, 96% of all businesses in a 10-year period of time go under. Only 4% make it. By the way, make it doesn't mean that you succeed and have any money. It just means you're still standing. 4%. And by the way, after 10 years, you're set, right? There's no more challenges. Ever heard of a company called Lehman Brothers? Right? A 100-year-old company, if you took their gross revenues and added them up, it'd be a trillion dollars over the decades. A trillion with a T, and they're no longer here. That's how competitive the world is today. So if you got into business and you're in it right now, I love you, I respect you as a brother or sister, and I know you're a crazy son of a bitch just like me. You have to be. Who gets in a sport where the longer you play, the more likely you die? You're a gladiator if you're in business. A gladiator goes out there and they know every time I go out, I can die. And the longer I stay in the game, the more likely I die. But every day they go out to win. That takes an incredible psychology. But in that psychology, we bump onto limits, and that's what you got to shift. And somebody said that life is like an onion. You have to peel it one layer at a time. And sometimes you cry. Life's going to happen to you when you have a dream. You're going to get slapped around. And don't take it personal. Don't ask, why did this have to happen to me? Why not you? Who would you suggest? You want to give us some names, some email addresses? And don't tell everybody. 80% don't care, and 20% glad it's you. It's called life. Suck it up and move on. Get over it. It happens to everybody. Here's the other thing is you look at your goals and look at your dreams. When you're going through some stuff, repeat out to me, please. When things go wrong, don't go with them. Yes, write that down. When things go wrong, don't go with them. When you're working on a business deal, you're counting on some money. Someone said you will get the loan and it falls through. You have an event and the people that you thought would be there and support you, they don't come through. Or someone turns against you or you get ripped off. It's going to happen to you. Happened to me. Someone stole all my products. My database, over 180,000 names and addresses. It's not personal. It's going to happen to everybody. It does. Eight out of ten millionaires have been financially bankrupt. Walt Disney had seven. He filed bankruptcy seven times and had two nervous breakdowns. It's called life. But I got a saying, when life knocks you down, try and land on your back. Because if you can look up, 
you can get up. You've got the power in you to do that. You've got something special. You've got comeback power. Here, what will cause you to come up with all type of excuses that you can validate your inaction and not acting on your dream. And right now, more than ever, people need to look for ways to live their dream. People need, need to look for ways to make it on their own. There is no such thing as job security. There's no such thing as a storm-proof or tragic-proof life. There are no guarantees today, ladies and gentlemen. The illusion is gone. There was a time when, when we graduated from high school, you were told, go to college and get out, and you go and work for a corporation for 30 or 40 years, they'll give you a gold watch and you'll retire. Special announcement, that day is gone. You've never done something before. You expect yourself to be awesome at it. You haven't done the work. You haven't put in the time. You haven't put in the study hours. You haven't had the experience, but you expect to be good. And because you expect to be good, but you know you're not gonna be good, you don't do anything. somebody who succeeds, you want to be somebody who builds something, you want to be somebody who people write books about one day, you're going to have to be okay with being banished for a long time. That's the mentality you guys have to have. You have to be okay with looking like an idiot for a long time. And a lot of you guys, you'd rather be too cool for school. You'd rather be the cool kids at the high school lunch table than, than be the person who actually goes out, takes a leap of faith, decides they're going to try something new, and actually becomes an expert at it over time. Guys, you have to be okay not being good at it. Alright? Every valuable lesson that you're going to come across in your life is going to come from you f***ing something up, aka failing. Alright? And it, you know, I hate failing, I hate to lose. But the thing is, is that once you understand that every time you lose, it's an opportunity for you to not only learn that lesson, but take it a plus one step, a plus one step past the lesson, you'll start to appreciate those lessons. You'll start to be okay with not being good at Guys, you don't want to be the guy who's 37 years old, living in a mom's basement, yelling at her for a hot pocket, trolling people on the internet. You don't want to be that guy. And if you don't want to be that guy, you're going to have to understand that losing is a part of ultimately winning. You're going to lose a lot more than you win. And when you win, you're going to figure out how to get better on top of it. If you're a true winner, you know, they don't celebrate their wins. True winners take the win and they say, how could I have even gotten better? How could I have ran the score up? How could I have won by twice as many points? So you never really feel like you win. You have to be okay with that. All of you got to pull the trigger. You've got to get out of that comfort zone. you just got to say, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. As opposed to where most of us live, are these in these in these kind of quiet lives. We we have let these fears or these phantoms in our lives that make us play and lead these quiet lives of desperation.
Take risks. Go for things. Do things. Stop waiting for something to happen. Stop sitting on the sidelines. Stop stressing. Stop worrying about all the things that are going to happen. My parents are going to think I'm going to look stupid on Facebook. Oh, my business is going to fail. So what? Build another one. And then build another one. I'm serious. You quit and you ain't even tried yet. Listen to me. Pain is temporary. It may last for a minute, or an hour, or a day, or even a year. But eventually, it will subside. And something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it will last forever. I am still living with fears. I still have these blockades. It's like, no, Brian, you can't do that now. It's too risky to do that now. We're going to overcome this little thing that you know you're good at, that everyone will say you're good at, and you can go home at night and someone will pat you on the head and say, nice, nice job, boy. That's not what I want. I want to go home, look in the mirror and say, you are a bad motherfucker, Brian. I can't believe you did that. And I don't care if anybody else saw it. I just want to be proud of myself. That's it. I want to know when I got to the end of this life, I left it all on the table, you know? I gave it my all. I tried everything. I, 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 I took those risks. I, I bled and I sweated and I tried. And that's the way I want to leave this life. And that's what I want. I want you to leave this life too. So get out there. Find something. Find something that gets your blood boiling, that makes you passionate. Uh, find something that scares you. And then go do it. Would a real Eric Thomas please stand up? Stop being this high school dropout. Stop giving up. Stop sleeping on the streets. Stop walking up and down Finkel Avenue like you ain't got nothing and get your GED. Stop being afraid to take a test. Stop being afraid to go to college because your daddy didn't go and your mama didn't go. Stop being afraid and be the best Eric Thomas you can be. But listen to me, it's going to be hard because I realize I got to commit my very being to this thing. I got to I gotta breathe it. I got to eat it. I got to sleep it. And until you get there, you'll never be successful in life. But once you get there, I guarantee you, the world is yours. So work hard and you can have whatever it is you want. All right, everybody. I hope y'all got something pretty good out of that, out of listening to those clips, man. I hope it got you pumped up in some kind of way. If not, man, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I did my job right. <laughs> but let me chill out. But anyways, I don't really have any more closing remarks. It just and just once again, I just want to say, uh, give three special shout outs to Motor Brother Dave. Christy and Terrence for really just keeping my, you know, just keeping me even more grounded because, like I said, yesterday could have been, as I'm recording this, that could have been a lot worse than what it was, but I'm so glad that y'all just kept me grounded. And speaking of Christy, if you haven't checked out her uh, YouTube channel called The Dragons Den, uh, yeah, I'm giving another plug, so please go check that out, especially if you're into, like, travel vlogs and, like, tips and tricks on on how to pack when you travel and you know just just get out of check check that out and ladies and gentlemen that will be a wrap for this episode man this is d frank just sitting here reminding you guys to just remember to 
take a deep breath. Just relax. And remember to take everything one day at a time. I'll be back at y'all later with a new episode. Man, y'all take it easy. Be blessed. Be good. Do good and all that good stuff. I'm out.